0: So in today's episode, I'm going to break down the importance of self-awareness and how to develop it. Let's get to it. Self-awareness is arguably the most important trait for anyone wanting to achieve at high levels. I'll explain it this way. How can you know what to improve if you don't know the problem? How can you plan for obstacles that you aren't aware of? Drew Gerald says, look outside and you will see yourself. Look inside and you will find yourself. And so, with that being said, there are two categories of self awareness, which are internal and external self awareness. Internal is knowing who you are, what you want, and why. External self awareness is knowing how people perceive you. Now that I've explained this, I'll dive into the benefits or incentives that come from becoming self aware. The first I'll mention is that it leads to better understanding of why you're not getting what you want in life. And so, when you can reflect and see your flaws, It can explain so much about why you come up short in different endeavors. Before gaining awareness, it's tough because you keep facing failures or rejection with really no idea of why it's happening. A lot of people put the blame on their environment because it's easier than looking in the mirror. But then that gives up your ability to control your situation. Taking the time to examine yourself may be painful, but it can lead to eventually getting what you're looking for and finding fulfillment in the desired areas instead of being constantly disappointed. And so another benefit is that the more awareness you have, the less negativity or criticism will bother you. Self-awareness leads to more confidence because you have a good idea of who you are and what you're not. When someone with low self-awareness has one of their weaknesses or flaws exposed, it hurts. They don't take it well because it's a direct attack on their self-image and the false identity that they've built. And so looking back at my past at the times when someone's words had gotten under my skin, I had to realize that it was most likely because I feared that what they said might be true or I hadn't developed enough confidence in my identity to accept that part of me that they pointed out and not be bothered by it. And so when you truly know where you stand in different areas, negativity or interference, as I call it, slides right off of you because, you know, when the negativity is invalid and if it happens to be true it's nothing new when you get hit with negativity that you know is not accurate it almost sounds ridiculous imagine this imagine a 5 foot 5 guy telling a 7 foot nba center that he's short it's obviously wrong and it shows how insecure the person is that's insulting you therefore there's no reason to get upset about it you have nothing to prove and so when it comes to criticism that's true You can get to a point to where you see that flaw that they pointed out as part of who you are and have pretty much already accepted it, or you might already be working to change it anyway. All right. And so the third benefit is that it can be a catalyst for change or solutions. And so you might not like something about yourself, or you can see how it has affected your life. Gaining awareness of it might be the spark you needed to finally make a change. And so depending on what it is. This can transform your life in ways you wouldn't imagine. Something that I struggled with was that I used to perceive myself as being lazy. And so it was difficult to motivate myself to do things in my day-to-day life that were supposed to be quote unquote important. As I grew older and continued to learn more about myself through different challenges, I realized that my work ethic was actually far stronger than I thought it was. The catalyst for this realization was when I actually started doing things that I cared about, or do things that truly aligned with my goals. I was doing the people around me as well as myself a disservice when I held positions and organizations that didn't align with who I was or what I wanted to be. But once I fixed my trajectory and poured my energy primarily into things that align with my identity and purpose, the negative narrative was disproven. I was working consistently, sometimes even staying up until the early hours of the morning to finish projects without even thinking about it. I had a newfound sense of energy. And so this next benefit from self-awareness ties into the last one in a way, but knowing yourself assists in making better personal decisions. I know that I have a tendency to be impulsive and that can greatly impact my time management. So what did I do to combat this? I put myself in positions where I'm forced to be productive or I make it difficult to do the things I normally waste time on. Keeping a full schedule was the first step for me. It made it to where I had to be somewhat productive with my time, to fulfill all of my responsibilities. I catch myself when I was wasting time and hurry to get back on track and avoid the consequences that came with not completing my tasks. Deleting social media and the distracting apps on my phone helped as well. And so these are the main things that I would go to for burning time. Having the apps removed from my phone made me less inclined to look at them as a distraction. And so I'm not, it's not completely foolproof, I would say, because YouTube is still an issue for me, but taking these actions has definitely had an effect. And so the next benefit is that it improves your social skills and communication. As you become more aware of how you come across to others, as well as the communication skills you may lack, it helps you to take steps towards having better interactions. And so some traits that we may possess might not be well received or appreciated by others. So it's good to become aware of those traits and adjust accordingly. For example. Being blunt might be desired among people who you've known for a length of time, but it may not be well received in a first encounter. Having awareness of your unpopular traits can help you to adjust and get the intended results in your interactions. And so with all that being said, how can we build awareness to gain these results in our lives? Here are some methods that work for me and others. First is solitude or alone time, doing activities that don't require phones computers or technology, uh, with nothing to distract you, uh, from your own mind and thoughts. This is a good way to promote introspection. And so one of the ways I like to do this is by taking walks. Uh, it seem I seem to get the best results doing this, uh, or doing other activities when my solitude is spent doing an activity that doesn't necessarily require a lot of, you know, deep thought or focus, something I can kind of just, you know, do absentmindedly, because that means I can use my brain power to actually like, think on things and create connections and gain more understanding of the things that are on my mind. And so also, a lot of the breakthroughs I've had for podcast content have happened in solitude. I always keep a notepad or something near me so I can write these things down. And I recommend doing this at least multiple times a week and if possible, every day. And so, like I said in my last episode, uh, when I mentioned the importance of knowing yourself, new experiences are probably the most effective way to learn what you're made of. The process of starting this podcast and crafting content for episodes has given me a great sense of where I'm lacking in my understanding of different topics, as well as what I'm knowledgeable about. And so it's so much harder to write and teach the content than it was when I was learning it, because you have to have a more than, I guess, surface level understanding of it to be able to teach it. And so sitting down and attempting to write about different topics showed me where I was lacking in my development because I couldn't even write full episodes about some of those topics. Even in some of the episodes I've already published, I would say that I could use some extra work in some of those areas. And so I've probably built more awareness of my level of development working on this podcast than anything else I've probably ever done in my life. And so by choosing to take part in new activities, you will all have similar experiences. And so the next tip is to read or listen to audiobooks and podcasts that aren't entertainment-focused. I've gained so many insights about myself from books and podcasts. The benefit to using these tools is that they expose you to different ideas and concepts that you might not be able to gain from your network or environment. And so your level of growth is directly correlated to your exposure. So this is one of the simplest ways, I would say, to gain exposure to things that your environment cannot provide. And so the way you do this uh, in your daily life, or I guess at least the way that I do it in my daily life is by reading a minimum of 20 minutes a day, usually before bed, listening to a minimum of one full podcast episode a day, and by subbing audiobooks for music when I'm in the gym or during long car drives. And so speaking of books, I actually might end up doing a series of episodes about books that have changed my life. But anyways, get back on topic. The next method for developing awareness that's worked for me is journaling. And so this can help you to process your thoughts more thoroughly and develop new ideas. I've done this on and off since my sophomore year of college, but I've become very consistent with it since I moved to Houston back in June. And the most evident benefit is how looking back at uh, old journal entries on a new day when I'm in a different frame of mind has helped me to become aware of my inclinations, biases, habits and limiting beliefs. All right. So the next one. Is probably one that some people find it hard to get behind, but uh, trust me, it definitely works. Meditating to develop mindfulness can be extremely useful. And so to explain what mindfulness is, it's pretty much your ability to be present and aware in the moment as well as observant. And so you see things for what they are as they develop without letting feelings or opinions shape them. I would argue that cell phone use has greatly damaged people's ability to be present in the moment, but meditation can help reverse that. I started meditating consistently about three months ago, and I've definitely seen results. Instead of going into autopilot mode uh, all the time in my interactions and other things, developing mindfulness through meditation has given me the ability to truly enjoy experiences and focus on what I'm doing in the moment, as well as reflect and recalibrate in the middle of uncomfortable and new situations and adjust right then and there, as opposed to after effect. And so the next one is probably the easiest to implement and that is observing others to gain self-awareness. I know this might sound off, but hear me out. When you take the time to observe others and see how different environments, social dynamics, and events affect them, it will make you reflect on how you would react in those similar circumstances. Seeing others respond differently from how you would can also bring awareness to aspects of your own character or mindset that you might want to change. And so when I used to work on campus as a student assistant, I noticed that my boss always seemed to be full of energy and would take the time to give his full attention to people he interacted with. Consciously observing him brought my attention to the bad social habits that I had developed. Not wanting to be bothered at work and pretty much only taking time to interact with coworkers when I had to complete a task with them were part of what led to certain coworkers having a less than ideal perception of me at the time. And so knowing that now, I make a conscious effort to promote good habits in my current career. Now, last but not least, ask for honest feedback. It's important to have people around you that are willing to give it to you straight for your long-term benefit. As young men, we can no longer afford to be coddled and sheltered because it will be at the expense of our development. We must have people in our corner that are willing to tell it like it is, and we must be willing to take it for what it is and apply it accordingly. One tip I can give that will lead to you getting the most impactful feedback is having people in your network that are further along in their growth or development than you. In the words of President Dwight Eisenhower, the greatest leaders are the ones that are smart enough to have smarter people around them. Utilize mentors. Look to make friends that have traits and results that you want to emulate. This can be challenging for some people who have yet to put their ego behind them. A quote that I got from Dr. Tasha Urich is that we shouldn't get wrapped up in what she calls the cult of self where we see ourselves as better than others, or habitually take actions to promote an inflated self-image. That is the opposite of self-awareness. This attitude puts a veil over the glaring issues we might all have that need to be addressed to fully activate our potential. And no matter what we know about ourselves, there is always more to learn. So we must actively work to be aware of who we are and push ourselves to develop under those people who have already figured out the parts of the game that we have not. And so, as I wrap things up, guys, I'd like to share a few key pieces of advice that will serve us well when we apply them along with today's content. And so, the first is that there is a difference between self awareness and self consciousness. Self consciousness is rooted in uncertainty and a lack of confidence. Self awareness alone is untainted by these negative emotions. We can be self aware and confident in who we are. If we are not happy about something about ourselves, Our ability to take actions to change that aspect should make us comfortable enough with it to accept it in the meantime because we know it's temporary. And if it's something that's permanent, we might as well learn to live with it. Why worry and remain self-conscious about something we have no control over? It will only take away from your quality of life. At that point, it's part of your existence, so it's best to figure out ways to work with it instead of letting it hinder you. Another thing to consider is some advice I received from Timothy Harrison, a certified success coach and CEO of the EPOG Academy. As you become more self-aware, try not to be too hard on yourself. Doing this will distract you from your progress and rob you of the opportunity to enjoy your growth. Celebrate your wins, even the small wins, and it will boost your energy to pursue the next milestone you set for yourself. The last one is probably the most important one, so listen closely. Failure doesn't necessarily mean that you're not built for something. You might just not have developed your talents or abilities enough yet. You can only be as effective at a certain skill as you are self-aware. So work to gain as much awareness as possible so that you can get an accurate picture of what you're made of. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if that's what you use. And please make sure to share this podcast with friends. If you have any feedback, please email me at himprovement one at gmail.com. And that's improvement with the number one, not the word one. Thanks.